AU Small Finance Bank is said to be in preliminary talks to acquire the business of Fincare Small Finance Bank. So, how will this deal, if signed, help AU Small Finance Bank? What does it hold for investors? Hi there, welcome to the BL Podcast. This is Nabodita Ganguly. Business Line's Senior Assistant Editor Hamsini Kartik joins me to shed more light on this issue. Hi, Hamsini. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Nabodita. Thanks so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. So, Hamsini, I wanted to ask you a bit about the talks of acquisition between AU Small Finance Bank and Fincare Small Finance Bank. Could you shed some light on that? Let me start with this, okay? Terms of acquisition and all is really, really far-fetched point that we're making here. Uh, What we wrote in the article, what was written in the article was basically that AU could be in exploratory talks with FinCare. What that means is that both of them have possibly come onto the table to talk about, can we do a merger? Can we do, uh, can we buy you guys out? And uh, what could be the synergies if we do that, etc. Which is why if you notice, the article doesn't talk about valuations at any given point in time at all. Um, because it's very early days to talk about numbers. It's very early days to talk about uh, who's going to get what in the bargain, right? Let's put that caveat or uh, uh, that particular thing very clearly out for our audiences. Um, We can talk about what could be the synergies and why is this uh, uh, deal getting triggered for AU or why is AU even in the lookout for an acquisition candidate? Um, now, AU is, as we all know, one of the largest uh, small finance banks. In fact, that's that's becoming an oxymoron for AU. Uh, it has 60,000 crores of uh, loan book, which is possibly a lot bigger than some of our old private banks, which we have in the system today. Uh, and uh, AU is one of the banks which started operations, or even when it got its license, it was among the only candidates which did not come from an MFI background. To say it was a pure uh, NBFC business, which applied for a small finance bank license. So what it did prior to being a small finance bank was have a vehicle portfolio, a gold loan portfolio, and a little bit of home loans that it started doing. Then it was largely focused as a vehicle lender, uh, secondhand and uh, you know, smaller vehicles, smaller passenger vehicles, etc. And AU has its roots to Jaipur. Uh, Jaipur, if you would uh, uh, if you would look at it empirically, has the largest number of financial institutions uh, in the country. So maximum NBFCs are crowded in Jaipur. You you walk by the road, I mean in Rajasthan, you walk by any road of Jaipur, you will see a tuition center or a training academy to your left, and an NBFC or a lending institution, lending company to your right. That's how populated Rajasthan and Jaipur are. Uh, and AU came from that particular roots. One of the reasons, and AU is also the among the costliest banks in India to own. It's price to book, it's upwards of 4x, you know. And this was a valuation which at some point in time was enjoyed by HDFC Bank. AU stands neck to neck with Bajaj Finance on valuations, Right. Uh, this is despite the fact that AU has also had its asset quality hiccups. AU has gone through, AU rather is going through its cycles of growing loan book, etc. 
Now, why would it want to look at a deal with FinCare? Uh, FinCare is the seventh largest bank, right? It has a total asset size of upwards of 8,000 crores. Um, and uh, FinCare is largely a microfinance company. Um, prior to it getting an SMB license, it used to be called as Disha Microfin. Uh, it was one of those microfinance, NDFC microfinance companies which got battered down during AP crisis. Um, like with most MFIs, including Spandana and all, um, we had private equity players in the form of uh, True North um, uh, come into the company, rescue it, and take it to the next level. So in 2010, uh, True North came into picture, and 2015, when the round of the when the first round of small finance bank licenses were issued, um, we saw it coming to ten people. Two of them were AU financiers, now AU Small Finance Bank, and Disha Microfin, now FinCare Small Finance Bank. So that is the long and short of both their histories. Now, what what is why is it that uh, microfinance is of interest to AU? And in fact, this is a larger question. Microfinance is becoming an interest to across all the banks who don't have an MFI portfolio or who have a relatively shallow MFI portfolio. Microfinance helps any lender uh, earn the highest yield in the segment, owing to two reasons. One, this is a 100% unsecured loan. Therefore, you have the free hand of pricing. And since this is a 100% unsecured loan, you have a free hand in uh, budgeting your risk. Therefore, the rate of interest here can range anywhere from 17% all the way to 28-30%. And when you do a loan portfolio like this, it really helps you handle your yields very well. Your yields or your profitability, which we also call as net interest margin very well. Now, while AUSFB may be the largest small finance bank, AU's yield and profitability and NIM is not one of the best in the industry. It lags that of competition by at least 200-300 basis points. For instance, an Equitas, an Ujjivan, Suryo, their, Jana, they all work upwards of 9% in terms of NIMS. Um, whereas that of uh, AU is much lower, somewhere in the ballpark of 5% or so. The range for most of the SFBs barring AU is 7 to 9%, right? For uh, AU, it is at around 5.7-ish kind of a range, 5.7-ish, 5.5-ish kind of a range. And it's been trailing downwards ever since the cost of funds started going up. And why? Because a large part of AU's portfolio is secured loans because they're backed by vehicles, they're backed by homes, they're backed by gold and so on. They do not have much of an exposure to unsecured loans. Therefore, a, 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 a microfinance heavy SFB could be just the best fit for AU to solve its yield related issues. There's another trouble which Disha could possibly, rather which FinCare could possibly solve for AU, and that is of the southern market penetration. Um, like we started uh, in the, uh, like we started to say, uh, AU is strong in the northern market. Jaipur, uh, Rajasthan is its fort. You know, majority of business originates from Rajasthan even now after about seven years operating as a bank. Um, it's not been able to penetrate into the southern markets. And the southern market penetration is important for two reasons. One, to diversify your uh, uh, geopolitical geo, uh, geography risks. And second, southern markets 
tend to have a slightly higher acid quality. People from the south are said to have a, a little, uh, a little more disciplined or a nuanced repayment uh, ability. Therefore, it also helps better in you know churning portfolios and managing portfolios. Um, sixty percent of uh, fincare's loans are microfinance loans, and fincare has a very large proportion of business in states like Karnataka, um, Kerala, Telangana and uh, even in Tamil Nadu. So this this particular acquisition, if at all it does materialize and as and when it materializes, will help AU sort of hand, uh, sort of uh, uh, take care of two problems in one stone's throw. Okay, that sounds really interesting. Now, talking about investors, what do investors have in store for them? Uh, any acquisition will come with a little bit of equity dilution. Valuations will play a very critical deal in, in sort of deciding whether investors of AU are at uh, disadvantages end of the state, um, how fast would they uh, sort of reclaim to the uh, to the positions that they were earlier, etc. Um, so I would say um, if it is in the long term, and by long term, I mean post-consolidation three years and upwards, it's going to help a bank, you know, stabilize its financials a lot more, make it look a lot more diversified, make it look a lot more homogeneous, uh, heterogeneous rather, then I think investors would, would be okay to, uh, to be willing to, investors may be willing to, uh, you know, take a little bit of a hit on valuations, but this is a very fluid thing, uh, Nabodita. I mean, uh, it's too nascent to talk about valuations because uh, AU is one of the priciest bank stocks in India. Uh, FinCare's valuations are no less either. Uh, increasingly, the trend that is happening is that, you know, most of the current round of fundings, which we've seen, is happening at a down round to the last round of funding in the SMB space. We saw that happen with Jana Small Finance Bank. Uh, we saw that happen with Utkarsh as well. So uh, down rounds are a prevalent trend in the SMB space. Now, FinCare is looking at uh, going public. It, it, it filed its papers once a couple of years back, then it refiled its papers in May 2023. We're four months past that and... Uh, Maybe uh, SEBI should give its go-ahead at any point in time. We're not too sure because SEBI had asked uh, FinCare for some questions and I believe the company had also responded to the queries from the regulator. So that process is also back and forth. It's on. Um, so the, the, the question or the bargain, if I were to look at it from FinCare's perspective is, would I get a better valuation going to the market at this point in time, considering that my previous fundraise round was a down round? And the trend is also in favor of a down round. Or will I be better? Uh, will I have a, a, a stronger negotiation power if I go to another bank seeking valuation? So that's a call which, uh, you know, uh, FinCare would also take while considering this transaction. All right. So basically, it's a question for the future about what it holds for the investors. Yes. Yes. Clearly. Clearly. So lastly, Hamsini... If this deal is at all made, it will be the first deal in the small finance bank space. So could you elaborate a bit on that? Is this something, some sort of a trend that we'll see with other small finance banks as well? Uh, I would want to answer it in, a, uh, in, in, in two parts. Um, is this a signal of consolidation? Thumpingly, yes, I would think. Uh, and uh, is consolidation important in this segment? 
again i would believe yes because this industry is so fragmented you know the first player has about 60000 crores of assets uh, below him equitas and ujjivan between them they share another 50000 crores of assets below ujjivan and come all the way down to northeast bank you will find that the asset pool is shrinking to the extent that you know the different the gap between uh, ujjivan which is the number 3 player and the gap between the number 4 player which is jana itself is quite wide it's about 7000 crores and there is another bank which is doing you know loans of 7000 crores you know so unlike uh, unlike how a psu setup is or a private banking setup is where the differential sort of trickles down to a lack of uh, uh, gap with a with a balance sheet size upwards of 2 lakh crores etc here we're talking in thousands and within the thousands the gap is you know very starkly significant so should that trigger a wave of consolidation yes for the safety of the industry for the strength of the industry and for uh, the industry to gain a lot more prominence and recognition i think consolidation should happen we've been talking about it for a while and if this deal does happen uh, whether it happens with fincare or whether it happens with another player whether it happens after fincare's listing or before fincare's listing it's definitely a good sign and it is a sign towards consolidation uh now but the trigger for consolidation that is a larger question to hand and that is why the au deal could be very significant now um, there are three small finance banks who stated their intentions to become a universal bank right uh, the three are equitas ujjivan and au equitas and ujjivan have paid up capital upwards of 1000 crores um now is the regulation requiring uh, banks small finance banks to show at least 1000 crore puc to move to the next level or not if those are still sort of blurry lines because so the previous uh, regulation uh, was around 500 crores then we had the uh, working uh, working committee internal working committee or working group of the rbi uh, suggest that it be increased to 1000 crores now is 1000 crore a hard stop or uh, is rbi permitting an escalation with 500 crores these are things we don't know uh, therefore for a bank does it is it just predominantly looking at scale is it just predominantly looking at a diversified portfolio these are some of the boxes that it has to check before it can answer to the question on consolidation in au's case like i said earlier they're very clear that they want to become a universal bank so how can any other bank help this cause AU has a paid up capital of roughly 666 crores it need it has a gap of around 100 crores to match the 1000 crore level right or to come closer to the 1000 crore mark now uh, fincare's um, paid up capital is in the ballpark of 220 crores so what this deal could potentially do is bump up AU's capital paid up capital from 600 odd crores 650 odd crores directly to 850 odd crores and that's a big leap if i can get it in organically you know it takes it now the gap for what regulator is asking is narrow to 100 crores possibly solving every problem that the bank could envisage at this point in time so you can't take a very myopic view on consolidation and say only the fragmentation is going to cause or trigger a consolidation but you should also take a larger stance what do each of these players want to do how do they envisage their future is there a partnership is there a fine fit from within the community within the smb community 
which can help them solve these answers. Likewise, you would also see a couple of uh, uh, SMBs who are heavily private equity owned, like FinCare is one example, Jana is another example. These are all heavy private equity owned entities and private equities always want an exit. They, they are patient till possibly year 10 of their capital. But beyond that, they get a little fidgety. They definitely need an exit from the business because how do they otherwise short their portfolios? So these sort of structures wanting an exit could also be a trigger for consolidation. So there are various elements and there are various parts to why consolidation is the uh, is very probable for the industry. Okay, understood. I think there's a lot to unpack there. On that note, Hansini, thanks a lot for joining us. 